All right. Welcome, everybody, to this sister exchange. We have picked a name for our podcast. So we hope you like it. We are sisters, obviously. This is Rebecca and Mary. And we have hopefully April will get on here with us sometime soon. But um, so this is the sister exchange. And and Rachel, I yes, have to say that. That's right. She's our sister. She's our sister, too. <laughs> and well, I was thinking of the first part because we were talking about the anyway, the we're not going to go back to the titles, but <laughs> our, um, we're sisters, but we also are sisters in Christ with all of you out there listening. Yes. And friends. Yes. So we're family. Mm-hmm. All right. So we have a lot of good things to talk about today. We can't wait. We're excited. Um, it's always something that God puts on our heart that we want to share with you and hopefully it will impact you and help you grow. Yeah. One thing I've noticed is like whenever, maybe we should tell this story, Becca, whenever we play charades with any kind of group of friends, like if me, Becca, April, maybe Rachel, I don't know if I've ever played charades with Rachel, but if we're on the team, like we will demolish the competition because there's something that happens in the way that we communicate. Like you don't really even have to move very much. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. You can look at them. And they're like, yep. Yep, that's it. Yeah, we You're being a monkey look. with a banana. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's freaked out. They're what like, what? The world just How did happened? you get that? Because we're on the same wavelength. And mm-hmm. I think with our topics, too, when we've been talking about what topics to talk about, like, we just know what God is pushing us towards or what he's been saying or what he's been bringing up. And this one specific scripture verse keeps coming up Mm -hmm. and so it was screaming purpose to us and we just kind of been thinking about it for the last week or so and we're going to talk about it today yes so the parable of the talents you want to yes yes so that's found in matthew 25 um and the context of this is when jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure he knew that he was going to leave And he's getting them ready with these stories, these parables. And the chapter opens up with the parable of the 10 virgins, which most of us are frightened by that story. (laughs) It's kind of a warning to be ready, right? It's a warning to be like, get your oil. The the bridegroom is coming. Don't miss it, right? Mm -hmm. So we get out of that parable of like this intense warning. Yeah, it's shut and locked. Yeah. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. Open the door. Do you remember? I don't even know you. (laughs) Precious. Jesus is coming. People get ready. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. Oh my gosh. The bridegroom could be here at any minute. So Jesus goes into this next parable and it's the parable of the talents. And because I think there isn't so much intensity on this is that we kind of overlook it and we don't put enough value on it. But I think what we've been feeling is that, hey, we need to pay attention to this because there's a lot going on in this world and we have a lot of responsibility to do and be good stewards of what God has given us. And that's basically the gist of the story. Yes. He has three servants. He gives them all talents and a talent is actually a form of money. It's a financial sum of money in the Bible. And he says, do something with this. He doesn't Mm. tell them exactly what to do. He just says, do something. And the one guy basically is fearful and he buries it. And the other guy like doubles a little, he got like 
two, right? That's what it was. He -hmm. got um, two and he doubled it. And then the, the last one invested it and like it expanded substantially. And um, Jesus in which verse Mm -hmm. is it in chapter 25, Um, 23, 23. Mm -hmm. So pastor Becca will read it. And, and this is his response to that good servant. Yeah. So he says in verse 23, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over little, and I will put you in charge of many things. Share in the joy of your master. I love that part. The yeah, there's so much there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've been faithful, faithful. trustworthy, mm-hmm. and he was basically saying, "What I've given you, you've you've grown it, you've invested it, you you made you are a good steward of the talents that I've given you." And I don't think there's um. I don't think it's coincidence that it's the word talent, even though it means a sum of money. It also means the gift that God has put in our life or our purpose. And Jesus, or the father, or the master is saying, what are you going to do with what I gave you? Mm-hmm. Like I birthed in you, in your mother's womb, when I was forming you a gift and a purpose. And we don't have the right to just sit on it. No. There's people that need it. And I love that here. It says when you've been like, you have been faithful and trustworthy. And that the, the last part of the verse, now you will share in the joy of your master. Mm. I think that, that there's joy there when we, when we're faithful and we're trusting God, it's a place of joy. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like that's what we, we really get to gain from it is living a joyful life. That's and being in your purpose and walking in that you know, and doing what God has called you to do. Um, it's a place of joy. Yeah. I think that that's a multi-billion dollar industry too, of like, you know, secular coaches that try to help people find their purpose and life coaching and try to, um, empowerment and self-improvement that that's a huge, huge industry right now. Did you know that millennials are the first generation to actually mingle vacation with self-improvement. So they will actually spend money on self-improvement vacations. It's like a new thing Hmm. because they want improvement. They want to find their purpose. They want to Mm -hmm. be the best that they can be in in their field or just in life to be happy. Ultimately, because they know it brings joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it said that you've been faithful with little, so mm-hmm. even just a little bit, even just a little bit that God gives you, if you can be faithful with that and if you can trust him with that, and that's um, that word trust too is a big part because sometimes we think that we're not enough and what God's given us isn't enough. But when he, when he like you just said um, a couple minutes ago, when he formed you, when he made you, when he created you, he already gave us enough. Mm-hmm. So we need to trust that what he did in us and the way that he made us and who we are and finding our identity in him is enough. We can trust him in that and just be faithful to what he's given us. Yeah. And we'll find joy. Yeah, for sure. When did you find, um, when did you know what your purpose was? I told you I was going to ask questions. Um, I think <laughs> that I know like it, it's so obvious anybody that knows me that it, it deals with children because at just being young, just from a young age, Probably sixth grade is when it stuck out to me the most when people ask you, I think in school, you know, you'll get a a paragraph 
prompt in writing, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of times when you're second grade or maybe you're, I want to be a fireman or I want to be, it's the, the job occupations that are in those books that you'll read at the at center time or circle mm-hmm. time. But I think that as I got um, older, I realized, no, I really love kids. Mm. Like I would babysit at a young, young age, just nine or 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I would start to babysit kids and just really enjoyed um, helping them develop and learn and just got joy out of teaching them and watching them learn and watching um, and children just progress in that way. And so I think that's probably when I knew, like, Mm -hmm. I love to teach and specifically teach children. Mm -hmm. So what about you? What about me? Hmm. I think it's been an evolving issue. I think I I just shared off the podcast. Um, I felt like me wanting to be a mom really wasn't like valuable enough Mm -hmm. because in school, you know, they're like, what career do you want? What do you want to do? What do you want to go to college for? And so I remember like being in 11th grade or I don't know, 10th grade and knowing inside, like, I just want to get married and be a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of was throwing a dart at the dartboard and going, okay, I want to be a lawyer. (laughs) No, no, I want to be um, this, or I want to be that. And, and I ended up doing like tons of different things because I never really had a desire to do a career. I'd rather raise children and, you know, be, be a mom basically, but I never felt like that had enough value. And so I kind of struggled with that a lot. Um, which is crazy because that's like literally the most important job (laughs) because you're, you're raising like people, human beings for the next generation, for the world. Like eventually these human beings are going to take care of you. You realize that, right? Right. right. You want them to be. They're going to lead our governments. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to lead our churches. They're going to doctor you when you go to the doctor, you know, like all of those things. You want them to do well. Yeah. And I think it's, I know that when I um, did choose to actually, you know, go to college and what I went to college for to be a teacher and work in the school system, my, um, my favorite thing was well, my second favorite thing about that, obviously teaching, but was, okay, well, I'm, I'm off when my kids are off and I'm off all summer with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so that to me was the perfect mom job. If you had to have a mom job, yeah, um, that was the perfect mom job for me. So yeah, I think that, um, being a mom and, and running your household solely, or, you know, being the, the person at home to, you know, be the mom and the mom in the home and help to, run the household, whether you're married or single is, I mean, that's, that's the most important job you can have. Yeah, really, as it a, is. It is. And I think to understand that and know that you have to have a strong identity because the world's telling us one thing mm-hmm. and you know, it's quite obvious. God wants strong parents, mothers and fathers. And so when we find our identity in him, that would be enough that would fulfill us. And become be able to become our purpose um, solely. Maybe you know, not saying that moms can't work outside of the home because I think that is important mm-hmm. a lot of times to do that and fulfilling a lot of times to do that. Um, but like just knowing your identity in Christ is vital for discovering your purpose and for walking in your purpose because purpose changes, it yeah. develops, it, it like fine tunes. Um, as we get older and different seasons of life too. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it does shift. And there's because your kids, if you were a stay at home mom and your kids are getting older now or your, you know, your purpose, you're changing. Oh, I have this talent that I want to use now and mm-hmm. go out and um, do something else. Or, you know, like you said, if you are working outside of the home, too, which is is something that's great, too, for many people. And it works out well for them to do both. There's nothing wrong with that. But just using that and um, and being faithful in it and what God has given you and knowing who you are in Christ and and walking in that purpose. I, this quote that I read, or I don't know, long ago, I don't know when and where I even read it, but this world needs you for the purpose in which you were born. And it stuck with me for so long because every single person that is born, whether we think by mistake or not, like this world, they are here for a reason because for a baby to get here, we know is a miracle in itself, Mm -hmm. just the whole process. And, but they're needed. Yeah. You're, you're needed. There's a purpose why God put you on this earth and this world needs that purpose. And it, it, we're not walking in that purpose. Like something is lacking there. Right. Something right. else is, um, is going to miss out on that. Right. And so, you know, that's, right. we don't want that to be taken. Um, in verse 29, can I read that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. It says for everyone who has and values his blessings and gifts from God and has used them wisely, more will be given and he will richly be richly supplied so that he will have an abundance, but from the one who does not have because he has ignored or disregarded his blessing and gifts from God, even what he does have will be taken away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important to not disregard um, or see that blessing as something lightly. Mm-hmm. Like who you are is so important, right? Your identity is important. Don't, don't take it lightly your purpose. Yeah. And I know we talked about people struggle with what, you know, they're not sure what their purpose is. I've had Mm -hmm. people ask me that all the time. I don't know what my purpose is. Right. I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's a real issue. I think it's a real issue out there and in the world because, you know, you got to start with your identity first and you have to go back there when you're challenged, when your purpose is challenged. Um, you have to go back to who you are. You're, you're a son or a daughter of the father. God the Father, and you have to start there, or your purpose is going to get off kilter, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't mean anything anyways, you know, but um, what was I going to say? Purpose is something I think that when we find, we have to be faithful to it, because it's almost worse, like it's almost better if you never found it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like once you know what God wants you to do, you said ignoring or disregarding mm-hmm. in that scripture verse. Yeah. Now you're basically sinning. Yeah. So it's almost like be careful mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're going to discover your purpose, you're going to be held accountable to that purpose. Um, yeah. Can you imagine like God's giving you a gift? Here's your gift and you just ignore him. I know. But we do that a lot. We do He's it. like, look, I've given you this gift. I've mm-hmm. given you this gift of, and I think that sometimes we make it like this really big thing because we see people on a stage or mm-hmm. we see people, you know, doing this really important job that we disregard our gift of getting my kids cereal. Right. <laughs> or washing their clothes or mm-hmm. giving them a hug in the morning or reading them their Bible verse or praying right. with them before they go to bed or just being friendly and, and, and ready to, you know, help that person in front of you. Just, I know like as simple as it seems, but, um, 
in Matthew 25, 33. Can I read one more yeah. verse? Um, in 36, it says, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Um, verse 36, was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. Mm-hmm. With help and ministering care, I was in prison and you came to me ignoring personal danger. And so that seems like so simple. A lot of people might think, well, that's, you know, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That is, this is this is what what the gifts that God yeah. has given us it, to be something for somebody else to stop in that moment and get somebody a drink. Yeah, yeah. To, to go to them and pray with them and sit with them and you know just ask them how they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that you know we allow the enemy to lie to us and and tell us that it's not important that, or we're mm-hmm. not enough or we have mm-hmm. to have this big job that's big. You know, maybe it is a big you know job where you're helping teach people that it, right. Well, it's a good example. Motherhood is a good example because you, you're right. Like we're, we're raising a human, but like waking up early and giving them cereal, you know, when you're exhausted or whatever it looks like is, does not feel like you're doing this glorious job of raising a human, but it's like every little task, Mm -hmm. it adds to this grand, you know, um, bucket of purpose. I used to tell my boys this when they were younger as teenagers. And I'd say every decision you make is like a drop in the bucket. Mm -hmm. And every decision you make is important because you're filling up that bucket with what you want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want your purpose to look like? Every single decision we make can either give towards our purpose or take away from our purpose. There really isn't a middle ground Mm -hmm. because it's, it's in here in our heart where, you know, what, we're doing it as unto the Lord, yeah. like what G- Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing it for him. And I know that, like, I just, I remember when Precious was a little girl and just, like, sitting there. And I was teaching. I was in the classroom. So it was really hard for me to go back and leave her. I did not want to leave her and go back to work. But I had to. Um, and so I remember just, like, sitting on the kitchen floor with her, mm-hmm. letting her pull out Tupperware bowls mm-hmm. and just... <laughs> and pans and banging on them and playing with her. But I remember those moments of like, this is important. This is important for her because she needs this consistency. She needs my full attention right Mm -hmm. now. Like those, those moments, like the security that you're putting in that human being that we talked about, the, 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 they're, you're making them stronger. You're, you're solidifying their identity mm-hmm. in Christ because they know who they are Yeah, because of the love that you're pouring into them. And so I think that, um, that, that little talent that was mm-hmm. talked about, you know, now I can give you more. Yeah. Like you did a little bit. So I know that I can trust you with more, right? Like you're not going to give your kid, you know, you, you, you start off. I know like as teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. dad bought us these like which I'm grateful he bought us cars, but they were pretty terrible. <laughs> Remember the, the we gray, had some what was bad the first cars. one that we had? The we Granada? called it the Gray Bomb. It was a 1972 Granada. Was it? It was so old. It was older than me, and that's like really old now. That's <laughs> obviously done now. It but, was a huge gray boat. I think it was a so V8. Bad. We had to Can pop you the hood. The gas, the gas on that. Oh now? my gosh! Do you remember we had to do that? We had oh, to pop yeah. the hood. At the parking lot of Admiral King, I was so oh, embarrassed. So embarrassed. Pop the hood and turn the fan because oh, yeah. the fan belt didn't work I to get it started. That. It was horrible. Cringe. Really, really bad. Our but we so had a slow. car. We we were proud because we got to drive to school and we didn't have to walk. Yeah. 
Well, dad usually drove us, but we were always late. So I remember <laughs> that too. Not good, but it's funny, but in, and we had, um, another car. I think it was past you though. You went and bought mm. your own car. Mm-hmm. I had this, we had the, t- we called it the tomato. It was like a Toyota Tercel or something. I don't even, they don't make them anymore. Dominic had one of those. It was so. That's funny. I do remember that It was car. super old though. It was just was like it stick shift? orange. I remember it being a know. stick shift. I know my car was <laughs> that I finally bought, but. But anyway, the point is, is like, he wasn't going to give us this like brand new, Mm. you know, convertible. Mm -hmm. I know some kids do get that, but you know, this really expensive car. But when we were able to show that we're faithful Mm -hmm. in, you know, taking care of that and not wrecking it and not being just, you know, mindless out there, careless, Mm -hmm. then, okay, then you can have the keys to my car. Okay. You can drive mom's convertible. Then I'll let you go out with your friends and drive this car. And, you know, how much more, obviously, our Heavenly Father, when we're faithful with little, like he wants to give us more. Yeah. But he knows what we can handle and what we can't handle much. Right. At, you know, at one time. So. Right. I did want to make a point, too, of just when you were talking about how we um, raise our kids and like every little task brings purpose to them. I think it can also be looked at as leadership. Like when you show up for somebody. When you show up in a relationship, whether it's a meeting at work or just at church here, when you're talking mm-hmm. to somebody in the foyer or you're at a friend with, you know, with a friend with for coffee or whatever, when you show up in order to, okay, how am I giving to them? Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to take from this encounter. I'm not just going to take from this relationship. What is my purpose in this moment right now? How can I give to them? How, to, how can I add value to them? So we're not just talking about motherhood you yeah. know or fatherhood it's but like whatever's in front of it's you. Yeah. everywhere it's leadership it's mm-hmm. it's showing up and and allowing God really the gift that he deposited in us to come and be useful yeah to bring value to people That's which good. is huge mm-hmm. because I think that you know people listening here we we know we have a lot of moms listening but a lot of you moms are also leaders. You're also managers. You're also yes. entrepreneurs. You're also, you know, everything that, that women aspire to be. So this purpose is not just in raising kids, but it's also in, you know, wor- the yeah. workplace or your relationships with friends. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. how are you revealing Jesus mm-hmm. in everything that you do? Yeah. Um, what are you being faithful to? I love that. Um, that question I wrote down actually for myself, like, give according to their faithful works. What have I been faithful to mm. consistently faithful to mm-hmm. like, it's really, it's almost like a lost art, a lost gift today. Mm-hmm. Like people that are consistently faithful to something with nothing in return. You're like blown away when that happens. You're like, what's wrong with this person? Mm-hmm. Are they weird? Like what is going on? Why are they faithful to this for nothing? Yeah. But for Jesus, mm-hmm. because really what they get is they're sharing in joy mm-hmm. of their master. And the, what what greater joy do we get from than from God um, that this last camp that we've had? I don't remember. I don't even know what year camp this is. We probably mm. should figure it out. Yeah. But I don't think we did camp the very Joshua kids camp we're referring to the very first year that we started because I go by my age. Mm-hmm. So I was 16 when we started and I don't think we did actual kids camp like we didn't start an overnight camp we started on Saturdays and then we started an overnight camp I think I when I was like 17 or 18 was the first year on the property when we bought the property or it was was before that Beulah Beach Mm -hmm. we were at Beulah Beach so I was 17 or 18 but um Mm. 
we, Mr. Myron board mm-hmm. came to camp this last year and he wore that shirt. Yeah. And like he had the names on it and mm-hmm. we looked on there and saw like people and, mm-hmm. and he said that he has every shirt. And in the last so many years he had retired and moved away. So he wasn't here, but he came back and wanted to be there for the week. But I thought, wow, mm-hmm. like that example of faithfulness mm-hmm. is so amazing. Right. It is amazing. It's crazy to be faithful to something that much and that consistent. It mm-hmm. really, it really says something. Like you said, when you show up to something, mm-hmm. when you show up, like that means, that means something to people. Yeah, it really does. It meant a lot to see him there. And I think just to have his story be told to some of the younger teenagers, mm-hmm. you know, to show them that there's so much value there when you, when you actually are faithful. Yeah. Yeah. They good to his purpose and then he can trust you with more. One question I did want to ask is, um, are the gifts or purpose, are your gifts or purpose wasted when we make mistakes? I hear that a lot or I get asked that a lot. Like, man, I got a divorce. Is my purpose going to be destroyed? Or, you know, I've, I've made this mistake. I sinned. I walked away from God. I lost my twenties, you know, like, is my purpose gone? Is it wasted? Is it, you know, is God able to do anything with my life? And I think that, um, is huge. I know I felt like that at one point, you know, because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I didn't do everything right. And, and my testimony is, is that God was so faithful. Yeah. He like brought me back and he said, yep, here's your purpose. Now go run with it. After you made a mistake, after you had a kid, you know, kids before you got married, after you got a divorce, like these things were taken care of by the blood of Jesus. And then there was restoration there. So it's part Mm -hmm. of purpose is part of God's restoration plan. Yeah, for Um, sure. I think that's like a really amazing place to be. Not, mm -hmm. not, I don't mean like, you know, when you mess up or you, or you sin where it's your fault. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean the place to be where you go, God, I want to give this to you. Yeah. That you make, can you work with this mess? Like that's the (laughs) coolest place to be because Mm -hmm. he, that's, that's where he shines. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there's, there's a, you know, no, okay. I get to reveal my glory in this. Yeah. Like when it's nothing to do with us, like, that's like, all right, let's go. That's Mm -hmm. exciting because he, his glory gets to be revealed in our life. It gets to be revealed in, um, maybe the pain that was there. Other people can relate to it. It just hits so many, so many areas that, that he's able to get the glory out of it and restore this beautiful and this beautiful story mm-hmm. and show this beautiful story of his love and his redemption and um, a life and showing other people because then they can relate to it too. Man, God, if you were able to do that for, for her, like, look what you can do for me. I know that my life isn't over. Yeah. I know that now, hope there. yeah, mm-hmm. you're just going to make my purpose even stronger. Yeah. In Romans eleven twenty nine, it says, you see, when God gives a grace gift and issues a call to a people, he does not change his mind and take it back. So I think that verse right there is one that we all have to hold on to and understand that we might make a mistake next week mm-hmm. in a month. His grace doesn't take those gifts back. It doesn't, mm-hmm. he does, he doesn't say, never mind, I'm taking this. You know, you don't get this job anymore. Yeah. You don't get this purpose anymore because you were unfaithful and you messed up and you're unworthy and you're just not 
you know, valuable. Like we'll never feel that from God. That's always going to be a lie lie of the enemy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It'll always be a lie of the enemy. So we just have to remember that like, Mm -hmm. because it's part of that ignoring or disregarding. Mm -hmm. Like we have to take responsibility for that. Like when we mess up, we get up and we go back into the father's throne room Mm -hmm. and we say, remind me who I am. I'm sorry. I may have made a mistake. Jesus, cover me with your blood. Forgive me. Now let's go. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, for sure. We have to. Because the sad the sad part is he's he's looking, waiting for us, like mm-hmm. the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. And he was waiting for his son. Imagine how many days, you know, I know it doesn't say that in the story, but in my mind, I could just imagine him looking every day. Like, yeah. is he coming yet? Is he coming yet? Is he coming yet? And, you know, mm-hmm. just waiting and waiting until he came. And imagine the day that he saw him finally coming. Yeah. How excited and how happy oh he was. Gosh. Like, and that's what, that's what God sees mm-hmm. us. That's how he sees us. Like, come on. Yeah. All right. Are you getting up? Are you getting up? Come back. You know, yeah. and he wants to, to give us those gifts and he wants to use, um, use those gifts. Mm-hmm. And then I, I think the saddest part too, for me is when I think of, um, I don't want God to not be able to use me. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to go, well, she's not, she's not doing it. I got to, I have to take it and you know, since she's not going to listen and, mm-hmm. you know, go and pray with this person or go and and call this person or go be here, Mary, I'll give it to you mm-hmm. because he's going to get his job done. Yeah. Like he's going to go after and, and get his purposes done on the earth. Yeah. And, and not that he can't come back and use me when I get it together because he will because he's good like that, you know, and mm-hmm. his promises are still sitting there waiting like he's waiting right. and watching. But at the same time, we want to love him back. Right. And we're, we're, we're actually living in this time, mm-hmm. you know, this actual time where there will be lost opportunities. Yeah. And we will miss an opportunity to pray for someone or to hug somebody or to, you know, meet with someone for coffee or whatever it is. And those opportunities can't really be like, we can't rewind time. Mm-hmm. All we have is time. Yeah. You know, like. I was talking to Dion this morning. I had breakfast with him. And I'm like, Dion, do you realize that in 20 years, I'm going to be Nana's age? And he's like, you have a lot of time. And I'm like, I know that. I know that. But listen, I don't have a lot of, I don't have years and years and years left. Like 20 years to me is Mm -hmm. not a long time anymore. It's weird. For you, it's, you know, I'm sitting across the table from him. For you, it's over half of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. But for me, it's not. And so, like, all we have is time. We have to make the most of every opportunity yeah. that God gives us to walk in his purpose. Yeah. And so, like, man, what can I do for you today, Jesus? Yeah. You know, like, we got to put our phone down in the morning, yeah. which I'm talking to myself right now, yeah. and go, Jesus, this day is yours. Like, mm-hmm. give me purpose. Like, I know you want to, I know you have some, like, mm-hmm. let me connect with that purpose right now. I don't want to waste a time. I don't want to waste it on so- shopping on my phone or, you know what I mean? Or just trying to make the right post and trying to have the right video and blah, 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 blah. And running off to this appointment and this appointment and just everything that we busy ourselves with inst- and miss purpose. Yeah. Cause I think we'll be held accountable for that. Like, yeah. You know, the Bible talks about that. We're going to be held accountable for every deed, right? every, every thought, like, and, and I know that we don't go by works, you know, we walk by faith. This is a relationship by faith, but at the same time, we, we are called 
to um, answer, like, what are we going to do with our time? Right. It's faith what and works. What are you with your time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've yeah. got to put it together. You can't just say, oh, God loves you. Bye-bye. Right. Like, show me. <laughs> right. Show me love. Give me a hug. You I know? know. And I think we're up against a battle because our culture has got it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, we are, we are way too busy. We're way too focused on materialism. We're way too focused on our image and social media. Like, we've got to get things right. We've got to do better, like, mm-hmm. and be okay with not looking like the world and make some really hard adjustments <laughs> to even our schedules. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Kids are way too busy. Can I just say that out loud? Ugh. Your kids are way too busy. Slow down. Yeah, they don't like it, I promise. Teach them to <laughs> worship. Yeah. Teach your kids to learn how to stop and slow down. I mean, like, mm-hmm. seriously, we'll be talking more about that because I'm reading that book. Yeah, <laughs> and especially, like, the, yeah, the parenting piece. I love yeah, that. I can't wait. I love it. Um, I don't know, do you want me to read this? You were talking a little bit about that, so it made me think mm-hmm. of this first, but it's Revelation twenty two twelve. It says, Behold, I, Jesus, am coming quickly, and my reward is with me, to give to each one according to the merit of his deeds, earthly works, faithfulness. And so we, you know, he's coming quickly. Like we read these words and and I know it's like, oh, well, we've been saying that for a long time. I know since we were little girls, like God's coming back. Are Mm -hmm. you ready? You know, being Mm -hmm. scared sometimes like, no, I want to get married first. I want to have kids (laughs) first. Don't come back yet. And so we've, we've heard that, you know, our whole life. If you've been a Christian your whole life, you've probably heard that, that his reward is with him to give Mm -hmm. according to the merit of your deeds, your earthly works and your faithfulness. So it's works and faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be called, God's going to say, what did you do with that time I've given you? So just, you know, if you're listening, ask yourself that right now, like, God, what do, what am I doing with my time? Right. And put the work in, like mm-hmm. there's resources out there. First, the word of God, yes. <laughs> he's got all of it in there. Everything yeah. that we need to know is in there. But then there's also like, I did that master class on your mm-hmm. spiritual gifts. If you want to know what your gifts are, yeah. do the work, read the book, listen to the video, yeah. do the workbook, you know, there's no quick steps, right? There's- you're worth it. Like mm-hmm. you, you've got to take time out and really dig deep. And then finally the Holy spirit, Yes. like just spend time with him and then listen. Yeah. I think we talk too much. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of our sayings with our, our little boy at home now. I'm like, listen and obey. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, that's like, listen. And I'm telling mm-hmm. myself that often I'm like, listen and then obey, but we have to stop Yeah. and listen. Like just just stop. Like yeah. you said, like stop being busy. Right. You know, worship, I think, I think our prayer time and our quiet time has become like this busy moment with God where we're putting in our time because we feel like it's something on our schedule we have to get done. And we're like, okay, Jesus, I pray for America and I pray for this politician and I pray for this and I pray for that and I pray for my kids. And, I'm, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, bye. I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Amen. You know? And then like we didn't give him any time to talk to us. Mm-hmm. No quietness. Yeah. What if he wanted like 12 minutes today and not, <laughs> right. and not 10? I don't right. know. You know, and we missed out because those two minutes he was going to like give us a bunch and he's gracious and merciful, but, but really it's, it's true. I mean, it sounds, I was making that funny 12 minutes, but <laughs> no, it is true. We have to be quiet. We have to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. What if it's just being in the same space as God? Mm-hmm. And you're not talking and he's not talking. Man, are we comfortable with that? Would we be comfortable with that? Yeah. So I don't good. know. 
So good. So true. Well done, that good and faithful servant. That's yeah. what we all want to hear. That's what we want to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that's what hear. we want to hear. We all will hear that or, you know, like, what did you do with the, what I gave you? Yeah, God will ask like, us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lump in my throat, man. I know. I know. But he's he's given us so much grace and so much mercy. Mm-hmm. And he will show you your purpose if you're listening. He'll show you your purpose. He's faithful. He's faithful. You know, and he'll 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 be with us every every moment. That's good. Well, I think I feel like we should close in prayer. Do you want to yeah. close in prayer? Yeah, let's do it. I know I said I feel like we should close in prayer. Then that's I okay. Told you to do it. So you're allowed. Oh, okay. you want me to pray? Yeah. Okay, we can pray. <laughs> so really quick before I before I pray, Adrian said when he listened to our podcast oh. that it was hard for him to distinguish between my voice and your voice. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So we kind of sound alike. Well, we do sound a lot alike, and so. Because well, I'm listening to myself uh-huh. and you, and I'm like, it is really hard. I know. Hmm. He was kind of surprised about that. I mean, so, he could tell, but it was tricky. Yeah. So who do you think this is talking <laughs> right now? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know. I can tell, but definitely. Because well, it's you. <laughs> you know your own voice. That's I don't know. Funny. All right. Let's pray. Um, thank you, Father, for your purpose that you've given us, each and every one of us, God. You've designed us specifically and uniquely in your image, God. So it makes sense that as we keep our eyes on you and as we gaze into who you are, that we will find out who you've created us to be. So I thank you, God, that um, each one of us here listening and, and Becca and I, Father, that we can just draw closer to you and be have our purpose revealed again. Father, renewed over and over, God, that we can walk into tomorrow and and feel that fresh knowing of what you've called us to do and who you've called us to be. I pray for each and every person, God, that they would have an experience with you, that their ears would be open, that their heart would be quiet before you so that they can hear clearly what you have called them to do when their years here on earth are done. They will hear Well done, thy good and faithful servant. We just thank you for who you are, Jesus, and we bless you today. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Here next time on the Sister Exchange. Bye-bye. Bye.